0: What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. Beautiful places on Money FM 89.3 with me, Jason Dacey, alongside author Neil Humphries. We talk Mm. about a different destination in Singapore every week. And this is the former Ford factory, also known as the old Ford Motor Factory, Neil. And this is a bit of history, a slice of Singapore history. This is a wonderful place, Jason. And I realised when I went there for one of my books... That I am instric- inextricably linked to Ford, right? Because I grew up in a town called Dagenham, mm-hmm. which had the second biggest Ford plant in the world after Detroit, the home of Ford, right? And every child in Dagenham is conceived in the back of a Ford, <laughs> right? Let's be honest about it. I wasn't. We didn't have a car. I think I was conceived in the back of a bus. But, what number bus? The uh, 174 went to Dagenham-Romford. and It was a long journey, so... But anyway, right. so, you know... In fact, I've often said... I've often said that uh, because Dagenham, one of my hometown in, in the UK, East London, had at one time the highest teenage pregnancy rate in Europe. Not something to be proud of. Blame it on the buses. I blame it on the cars. <laughs> okay. So if Singapore wants to... Uh, fix this population problem. Bring over the old Fords. Bring over the old Ford Cortinas. But my mother worked at Ford. My grandfather worked at Ford. Everybody knew someone who worked at Ford. Second thing is, and this has Singapore relevance, that Ford in Dagenham was the world's first all-female industrial strike. They made a movie about it a few years ago called Made in Dagenham. Mm. The repercussions of which are still felt across the world to this day, even in countries like Singapore. So since then, you've had... Basically, it was a fight for equality, uh, payment equality. First one in the world. So that was Ford in Dagenham where I was born. Then I came to Singapore... And I discovered the Ford Museum and the connection it has. And I'll come back to that. And then briefly, I went to a place called Geelong in Australia, which was the biggest Ford plant in Australasia and where my daughter was born. So Ford follows me everywhere. So Ford in Singapore. I went there. Because I knew about its history and its profound history. Firstly, the, let's just talk about the building. It's a beautiful Art Deco building. It was built in 1941 in Upper Boogatima Road. That in itself is a reason to go and see it because it's a very rare, unusual building. If you know the Boogatima area, one minute you've got monkeys everywhere. They're Ford workers. No, the real monkeys <laughs> in, in the, the uh forest. There, cross the road, past the Shell garage, and there it is. This Art Deco 1940s building. That's the first thing. Second thing was, it was used by the Royal Air Force before leading up to World War II to build their planes, and of course before that, it was an assembly plant for Ford. But the key part, the key part that any Singapore student knows, 13th of February, 1942, there'd been lots of fighting in and around that area, you know, Bukit Timah area, Bukit Panjang, Chuachukang, Bukit Batok. In the forest there, there was intense fighting between the Japanese and the Allied forces. Of course, they lost, and General uh, Lieutenant General uh, Yamashita, the Japanese commander, he set up headquarters in the Ford factory because they needed somewhere big Mm, and open mm. and something they could protect. They set up there and good old General Percival, the British soldier, I'll be polite, Mm. Lieutenant General, he caved and surrendered when we now realise historians mostly accept that it was a big Japanese bluff and they only had about two or three days left of ammunition and and resources and they were going to pull back. Mm. Uh, But the bluff paid off and they surrendered. Where did they surrender? They surrendered at the Ford factory. Now, this is the key part. I went there and you can go there now and they have the surrender room, the actual room where Percival, I'm showing you a picture of it right now, Wow! where the surrender was signed, where the British Empire surrender was signed to the Japanese forces. And if you go to this room, Jason, it's absolutely extraordinary because they've set it up to look exactly how it was then. They've got a replica of a clock of the time and it's set at the time of the surrender, right there. They've got an exact replica of the table that they signed it on. And here's an interesting side note for you, Jason. The actual table that the British Empire signed the surrender to the Japanese on is now in the Australian War Memorial Museum in In Canberra. Canberra. They took it from the Mm -hmm. Ford factory Mm -hmm. and took it to Canberra. So you think it's just a room, it's nothing, it's this, it's that. But I defy anyone. What a moment in nature. history. Exactly. You go there, the consequences for the world... Mm. In that room, in this nondescript corner yep. of Bukit Timah, the world, Jason, I'm not exaggerating, you know, New Zealand, Australia, India, Pakistan, the Middle East, Europe, Britain, Singapore, Malaysia, basically the fall of the British Empire, then, of course, the occupation of Japan, then, of course, the birth of this drive for independence, first, mm-hmm. in, you know, India, and then it spread wider and wider, and then, of course, it reaches Singapore and Malaysia. All of that, you could argue, the touch paper of that moment was lit, in that room when the British Empire succumbed to the Japanese and eventually the colonials, in inverted commas, said, we don't want to be British run anymore because they mm. run away the moment mm. there's a the first sign of trouble. Mm. So when you go to this room, this, this, this surrender room, and it's an exact replica and because there's exhibits in there they keep it so cold with the air conditioning right, right. to preserve yep, everything yep. so you literally shiver <laughs> right. and I'm not exaggerating they have, they have the, it's brilliantly done mm. they have screens on the wall and pictures so they have the actual picture of the surrender so you can look at the picture on the wall the, of the surrender, the black and white sepia-tinted picture of the British and the Japanese. And then you can see, oh right, Percival was sitting there, the Japanese guy was sitting there, and, and they've got the papers laid out. It's eerie. Mm, it's so you can genuinely create it through yeah, your own mind, through the It's genuinely, the photo. genuinely chilling. Wow. So you do that, and then you get past that, and then you see a windscreen from a Ford Capri that was made in Dagenham. <laughs> and your heart just oh, sings. It's your hometown. Yeah, it was, because I discovered, again. Eerie, eerie. My, my subliminal, subconscious, poetic, profound, whatever, connection between Singapore and UK is so profound. So... After the war, you know, this was a Ford assembly plant. You know, it didn't make the plants. It, it didn't make the cars, the, the parts. It just put them together. Okay, right? so it resumed uh, operation yes. so quickly after the, the war. And the parts were made in Dagenham. Mm. So I was made in Dagenham and I was sent to Singapore <laughs> and I was put together. <laughs> oh. These Ford cars were made in Dagenham and they were put to Singapore and they were put together. The serendipity is just amazing. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> so you see this windscreen of a Ford Capri, Capri that came from Dagenham to Singapore like I did. And I've seen lots of action through a Ford Capri windscreen window, and that's all I'm going to say about that. You're a lot more classic than a Ford Capri, I would say. Yes, that was for your real sort of old singaporeans who will know this that Ford Capri used to be seen in a lot of 70s cop mm. shows in the UK and they were very big in Australia too Ford Cortina uh, Ford Cortina Granada Capri and I've checked with singaporeans all of these cars were in singapore mm. so the uncles the older fellas listening to this now will know exactly what I'm talking about you couldn't watch a 70s cop show without seeing cop a Ford car- Capri a yeah, cop show in the 70s without seeing a Ford of some kind mm. made in Dagenham assembled in in uh, Bukit Timah, So the history of this place, you've got great architecture, great history, great cars, mm. just a wonderful place in Singapore that so few Singaporeans actually go to see. And when did the car assembling stop? Oh, you've caught me out there. Was I'm that- going to say, oh, I it was, it was more recent than I think. I think it was as recent as the 70s or the 80s, okay. but I could be wrong on that one. Okay. I know the place closed down because I remember it happening. Mm. I know the place closed down for extensive renovation and then reopened as a museum in 2006 because I was arts editor then of a newspaper mm-hmm. and I went to its uh, reopening. There was some controversy last year because they renamed it To And I'm going to mispronounce this, but to the Sionnan Gallery, I believe they called it, which upset a lot of people because they felt it was kind of glorifying might be the wrong word, but kind of promoting a very dark period in history. You know, Mm. you're basically Mm. calling it the Japanese Occupation Gallery. So they changed that to something a little bit more accommodating, which is the former Ford factory. And it has something like. Memories at Old Ford Factory, quite a long title, Surviving the Japanese Occupation, War and Its Legacies, quite a long exhibition title, mm. but a little bit friendlier. So you can go there, you can learn about the occupation, you can learn about the pre-independent economy of Singapore, you can learn about its setting, how it's a relevant place, because lots of the key battles of the fall of Singapore were fought in the forests around the factory. Mm. And you can learn about Neil Humphreys' backstory. <laughs> what more could you the possibly Dagenham want? The Dagenham connection. Exactly. So it's the old Ford Motor Factory, also called the former Ford Factory, on Upper Bukit Timah Road. That's a beautiful place in Singapore to check out.